Hello, hello, you're listening to the Bitcoin Advocate Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and if you're new here, welcome. This is the show where we discuss all things Bitcoin on a weekly basis. This is the show that I wish I had when I first got into Bitcoin, which is why I started this podcast. This is your one-stop shop of complex topics in the wonderful world of Bitcoin, explained in simple ways. As a reminder, this show is available on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a whole bunch of other platforms. So wherever you might be listening from, if you like the show, be sure to follow and subscribe. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thebtcadvocate. Last week, we discussed various ways to secure your Bitcoin, either from would-be scammers and hackers, or just from your own greatest enemy, which is yourself. This week, we're shifting gears a bit, and we're going to dedicate a full episode to Bitcoin's mysterious inventor, Satoshi Nakamoto. And the story surrounding Satoshi was actually a chapter from my book, Hyper-Bitcoinization. So I thought, hey, let's kill two birds with one stone, and I'll get you hyped for my book by reading that chapter and uploading it for free today as today's episode. Uh, Here is my first crack at eventually being able to release my book as an audiobook, and you guys as loyal listeners of this show will get a free sample. Okay, so here it goes. The chapter is titled, The Curious Case of Satoshi Nakamoto. In the 1980s and 1990s, a group of computer hackers started the cypherpunk movement. These cypherpunks were computer programmers who espoused libertarian views and leveraged their expertise to create an internet where ensuring one's own privacy was not only possible, but a requirement. The idea for a peer-to-peer electronic cash system was not a brand new idea. Many iterations of this have been tried before with limited success. It wasn't until the 2008-2009 to financial crisis and the recession that followed that the stage was set for Bitcoin. Bitcoin, at the time, was simply one of the latest projects that grew out of the cypherpunk movement, and it was launched on January 9th of 2009. To some, a large part of the lore and fascination surrounding Bitcoin has to do with the mysterious identity of its founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. No one knows for sure who Satoshi really was, and his identity remains a mystery even today. Many believe that Satoshi wasn't just a single person, but a group of people. Throughout the years, many people have put forth theories regarding the true identity of Satoshi Nakamoto. Analyzing the patterns and times that Satoshi had responded to people's questions on the internet, uh, which were few and far between, but sometimes he did, uh, it is likely that Satoshi Nakamoto, despite having a Japanese name, was not a person living in Japan. This is because Satoshi would often respond to questions during time periods that would be in the middle of the night in Japan. Uh, Some of the phrasing used in Satoshi's writing indicates a style that corresponds to that of British English. Uh, In one instance, a note from Satoshi spelled the word honor with the letter U, uh, which is seen in British English. The same note also contained the use of double spaces at the beginning of a sentence, uh, also a British element of writing. Uh, This indicates that perhaps Satoshi was indeed British or had been educated in Britain. Perhaps Satoshi was Canadian, since uh, elements of Canadian English are similar to that of British English. In any case, the only thing we know for practical certainty was that Satoshi Nakamoto is a pseudonym, and whoever Satoshi was, they wanted to keep their identity secret on purpose. 
Uh, many people have been put forth as the possible candidates for the real Satoshi Nakamoto. One of the candidates was computer scientist Hal Finney, the first person who signed on to work on Bitcoin. Uh, it is widely believed that Finney was the first person to have directly interacted with the real Satoshi through email uh, if he wasn't Satoshi himself. In a tragic turn of events, Finney suffered from ALS during the later years of his life. ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, is a neurodegenerative disease that robs the body of motor functions while leaving the mind of the individual intact. The timeline of Finney's degrading health roughly lines up with Satoshi's dwindling correspondence with the outside world, eventually culminating with Satoshi's disappearance altogether. Uh, this theory of Finney being Satoshi would somewhat make sense and tie into the broader theory that Satoshi disappeared because Satoshi had died, uh, as Finney passed away in 2014. Uh, that said, the patterns of Finney's health and Satoshi's correspondence could also just be a coincidence. A Wired magazine reporter, Andy Greenberg, uh, once interviewed Finney and asked him point-blank whether he was Satoshi, which Finney denied. The search for Satoshi continued with other candidates. Curiously, located just two miles away from Hal Finney's home, lived a man of Asian descent named Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto. By this point, Bitcoin has stirred up enough controversy to arouse the suspicion of the FBI, who wanted to question the inventor of Bitcoin, whoever they were, uh, with regards to Bitcoin's involvement with popular dark web marketplace Silk Road. Bitcoin was the only way to pay for things on Silk Road, which sold a variety of illegal items such as illicit substances and firearms uh, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, the FBI decided to investigate Dorian Nakamoto as possibly being the inventor of Bitcoin, and they showed up at his door. Dorian insisted to the FBI that he had no idea what Bitcoin was and vehemently denied being its inventor. Unfortunately, at this point, the media had picked up on this news and prematurely declared that the inventor of Bitcoin had been found. Before he knew it, Dorian had droves of paparazzi camped outside his house. Weeks of harassment went by, and Dorian denied again and again that he had no idea what Bitcoin was and that he was not its inventor. The harassment only died down after a few more weeks, uh, and more and more people realized that it had been a mix-up. To the credit of the Bitcoin community, many people donated Bitcoin to Dorian Nakamoto as an apology gift. Dorian would also later embrace his role as an accidental celebrity and pose for pictures with fans whenever he was recognized. Other candidates have been put forth as Satoshi, including Elon Musk, who also denied that he was Satoshi. Uh, some claim that Satoshi was uh, the United States government all along. Uh, in an effort to establish a new world order, they created a newer and more technologically advanced monetary network. Uh, in my opinion, these are rather outlandish theories and very unlikely to be true. All told, the amenity of Satoshi Nakamoto does add to the idea of Bitcoin and the values of decentralization that it espouses. Uh, without knowing who the founder really was, there is no way for any group or individual, no matter how powerful, to apply any sort of political pressure or coercive pressure uh, on Bitcoin in an attempt to influence it. For any other blockchain project in which the founder or founding team is known, a powerful government or company could always try to influence a project by pressuring the team. Satoshi's decision to remain anonymous removes a crucial single point of failure for Bitcoin. 
All right, so that was the chapter, and I hope you all enjoyed it. If I may comment a little more on this topic,、uh, with the remaining time that we have today,、uh, I think that the fact that we don't know for sure who Satoshi was is、uh, a huge area of what makes Bitcoin unique.、Uh, now, when I debate people on the topic of Bitcoin,、uh, sometimes against other people in the crypto space,、uh, some people they might believe in crypto in general, but They see Bitcoin as being old and slow, and perhaps the most common criticism from this camp is that the first iteration of any technology is never the best.、Uh, and I could go on all day on reasons why I disagree with that statement,、uh, specifically with regards to Bitcoin.、Uh, but with regards to the topic at hand today, with Satoshi Nakamoto,、uh, you'll notice that besides Bitcoin, every other serious crypto project has a known founder or a team of founder. And we have to think, why is this the case, though?、Uh, so the creation of Bitcoin has been dubbed as the immaculate conception.、Uh, it should have been impossible、uh, by all means, right?、Uh, if you were to tell anyone that this mysterious person or group created this magic internet money and that we should all buy it and it could serve as the base monetary layer for the world,、uh, theoretically, it shouldn't work because that just sounds crazy.、Uh, but it. Did work and it is working.、Uh, maybe it was luck, but the conditions lined up just right such that it caught on, and no one managed to figure out who the real Satoshi is. And these conditions,、uh, I would argue, are not reproducible. Every subsequent crypto project to gain your trust, the founders must show their faces, or they try to hide. These projects with anonymous founders are often meme coins or rug pulls or just very clearly straight up scams because. It's pretty clear that they're just trying to rug pull you, and they don't want you to come after them. So that's why they don't show their faces,、uh, because Bitcoin was the first、uh, blockchain or the first implementation of blockchain,、uh, and it invented this whole category. So we can know for sure that Satoshi created Bitcoin with good intentions, because there was no way that he could have known that it was going to catch on at the time that he was building it. Uh, however, as soon as a second mysterious founder tries to recreate their own version of Bitcoin,、uh, well, people would just think, "Oh, this person is just trying to copy Satoshi and make a money grab because they saw that Bitcoin was getting adopted and they wanted a piece of the pie."、Uh, this might not be true, by the way. I'm sure there are people who are trying to build their own crypto projects with the best of intentions, and they may want to stay anonymous,、uh, you know, out of the. You know, just because they don't like fame or whatever, right? It doesn't have to be a malicious reason.、Uh, but it, again, right now, it's like if they don't even show their faces, there's no reason for you to trust this person because it, people just automatically assume that you're trying to copy Satoshi, right? So again, my point is that the conditions surrounding the birth of Bitcoin is unique.、Uh, the story surrounding Satoshi Nakamoto is unique, and this is an edge that will always belong to Bitcoin. I think any normal person who built something that went from being worth nothing to kickstarting an asset class that is worth almost a trillion dollars now in aggregate、uh, would at least have realized some gains and enjoyed some of the wealth, right?、Uh, or at the very least, get some fame by revealing themselves and leaving their real name and face in history. Uh, but this is not the case for Satoshi. He never moved his original coins,、uh, estimated to be a stash of over a million Bitcoin. So not a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, but actually a million Bitcoin,、uh, and went out of his way to keep his identity a secret. And I think there's something beautiful about that. A tagline in the Bitcoin community is, "We are all Satoshi."
and I'll leave the episode today at that. I know today was a little bit of a shorter episode, but I still think that today's episode's topic was very important. Uh, next week, we'll discuss privacy coins, in particular Monero, and how it compares to Bitcoin. Uh, so, hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you all next week. Bye bye.